So it's kind of funny, but I already had mangoes picked out for as the fruit of the month for March. And then the other day, my daughter came home and I had sliced a mango and I'd put it in her snack box with whatever else was in there. And she came home from school and she was telling me about how a little boy was so intrigued by her mango because he'd never had it before. And I was just thinking, I wish I was allowed to just chop up a bunch of mango and send it to school for everyone to try with her. And yet it also brought me back to why I hope, I would love to hear, but I hope that these episodes each month have been so far and will be helpful. I just started in February, I think, I don't think January even did it, but in February. And it's one of those things where mangoes are commonplace in my home. We have them in our fruit basket almost all the time. And thankfully, they are a food that tends to be pretty readily available year round. And yet I know that it's one that if you've never picked one or you've never cut one or you've never offered one to your kid, it can be kind of intimidating. And one of my missions and my goals in working with moms like you is to make sure that you feel confident and equipped so that as you approach introducing new foods and exposing your kids to nourishing options like mangoes, you're not feeling nervous or unsure or kind of confused on your own because I know that sometimes that unintentionally and even with good intention, we can have that kind of trickle into the approach that we use with our kids when it comes to feeding. And so my intent really with bringing in these fruit and veggie of the month episodes is to help make you feel a little bit more familiar with these fruits and vegetables yourself so that you feel more confident when you go to the store to pick them, when you bring them home and you're washing them and peeling them or cutting them and preparing them. And then especially that that confidence and that that courage flows through as you offer and expose these foods to your kids. So knowing that there was another little boy in my daughter's first grade class who had never seen a mango before, I'm guessing that maybe some of you have never exposed your kids to foods like a mango. So in today's fruit of the month episode, we are going to talk all things mango so that you can hopefully try and include this as another healthy option in your home. My kids love mango any and all times of day. It's one of their favorite fruits by far, and it's one that I hope you and your family will get to enjoy soon too. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. So first and foremost, something that I think of that I will probably share with each and every Fruit of the Month episode is to remember that if your kids are still learning to like vegetables, fruits are going to offer a lot of the same nutrition that a vegetable will. And I share this because sometimes I think as parents, we can belittle the importance of expanding the range or adding variety to the number of fruits that our kids enjoy because we put such an emphasis on the vegetables. And don't get me wrong, I am deeply yearning for the day that my kids have learned to like all vegetables. But I also know that I want that to be an internal motivation for them. I want them to intuitively enjoy vegetables 
and for them not to be born and raised in a feeding environment where they're forced or they're pressured or there's just such a projection of these must not be that good if you're trying this hard to get me to eat them. And so in the time that that process takes, you know, my kids are ages four through nine and each of them still have plenty of vegetables that they're learning to like. And quite honestly, very few vegetables that are even on their love it list, but they have a slew of, of fruits on their love it list. And there's actually probably very few fruits I think would even make it on their like it or learning it list. And so with that, as a dietitian mom, that gives me some peace of mind that their nutritional bases are getting covered with food items like fruit, even when and as they learn to like foods like vegetables. So I just want to put that out there because when we look at the nutrition of a variety of different fruits and vegetables, they are having a lot of similarities. There's going to be a lot of different antioxidants, a lot of different vitamins and minerals that will be fairly interchangeable across the two food groups. They're not usually going to be very high in fat or very high in protein. Fruits are going to have more carbs, but kids need carbohydrates and they need those natural sugars for sources of energy. So don't get scared away and don't feel guilt or shame if your kid enjoys the sweetness of fruits over more of the bitterness of vegetables as they grow up. You can keep exposing them to both food groups, which is why I want to do this series each month to give you new ideas of new fruits and vegetables that if you're not including in the diet, I think are worthwhile. And I think they're extremely kid-friendly to begin doing so. So as we get into that, I want to help you better understand how to bring mangoes into the home. And part of this means that you need to understand how to pick one. And it is important to know that there's going to be different varieties of mango at the grocery store, and that's going to impact what you're looking for. So depending on the variety of mango that's available at your store, color can be a little misleading. There are some mangoes that are fully yellow on the outside. They're a little smaller in shape or in size, I should say, and they're going to be a yellow color. Other ones will be more green-based. Some can be red or yellow or kind of interchangeably green, yellow, red, and orange on the outside. So if you frequent one grocery store most often and you tend to buy your produce there more often, you'll start to become a little bit more familiar with the different varieties of mangoes that they likely carry and how to pick across the multitude of colors and shapes and sizes that those mangoes come in. That said, something that's pretty tried and true across all mango varieties is kind of that gentle squeeze that we often give fruit. I talked about this a little bit with things like kiwi, but the same would apply to something like a mango, the same way that you would if you were to gently kind of press your fingers in on a peach or an avocado or something like that. You wanna see a little give to show that it's starting to ripen. Obviously, if you wanna eat it immediately, you want that to gentle squeeze to give a little bit more. And if you want it to you know, have a little bit more time, say you're not looking to eat them until towards the end of the week, then it's okay for it to be a little bit more firm because it'll have time to ripen in the process. Now, similar to a lot of fruits, you may be able to smell a fruity aroma with mangoes that can also be more indicative of it being riper. And so that can be a good sign too. But something that you do want to also keep in mind or that you might have questions about if you see it while picking a mango at the store is sometimes there's like a sticky 
substance that's kind of coming out right near that stem. So when you go to smell it, if you can smell that it smells sweet, but there's some sticky stuff around the stem, often that's just sap. Now you do want to make sure that the mango hasn't gone bad and that it's not one where, you know, it's overripe and it looks, it feels very soft and mushy. And it's one where that thick, sticky stuff on the outside is kind of oozing out and it seems like it's a spoiled mango. You're going to have to discern if it's overripe, but often a little bit of kind of that sap juiciness coming out near the stem is okay. But if it seems like it's a lot of it or the rest of it feels mushy or another thing you might see is black spots on the outside. You want one that's as free of blemishes as possible, but you also want to avoid mangoes that may have gone bad and have some of those black spots on the skin. Now I will say once you bring the mango home and you cut it open, just like any food we buy, there's nothing worse than cutting it open and seeing that it's gone bad. And that has definitely happened. I can't speak to the research behind this, but I can speak from experience and buying multiple mangoes each and every week that we keep in our fruit bowl, you know, right with the bananas and the apples and the satsumas and things is sometimes the inside of the mango, which should be like a really beautiful yellowish orange flesh color can be brown or discolored or, you know, I mentioned the black spots on the outside, but it's like the entire inside of it almost looks like it has a bruise on it. And from what I know is that this can often happen with heat extremes. So whether it's too much heat or too much cold. And I find if I buy a mango before it's ripe, oftentimes this happens when like I'm doing grocery pickup or I've ordered my groceries and I haven't gone through my own self-selection process of, you know, picking that perfect mango. When I get them and they're hard and they're firm and they're ultimately underripe, and then they sit on our counter and they're exposed to, you know, bananas have different ripening effects on different fruits and things. That's when I tend to feel like when they finally, in theory, should be ripe and I go to cut them, they're just spoiled. And so I would just encourage if mangoes are something that you maybe add to your online grocery order, maybe make some specifications about what you would like. I do notice with like the yellow honey mangoes, those ones tend to be just a little easier for the average, you know, um, shopper or produce attendant to pick properly for me where some of the other more full size green, yellow, red varieties tend to be ones that I get really green mangoes from. And then they sit in our fruit bowl and I wait and I wait and I wait for them to ripen and then come time to eat them or when I think we should eat them and they've spoiled. So just a little, um, word of advice there from experience, especially for those of us who at times will do grocery pickup or order our groceries to be delivered. So that's that. But once you have mangoes in your home, and obviously I'm speaking to fresh mangoes here, but when it comes to offering mango and getting all the great nutrition that comes from mango, there are so many varieties that you can enjoy. So while my kids do love fresh mango and we Thankfully, year round, pretty much have mango. I, you know, I tend to gravitate towards it more in the winter, in the spring, before, you know, the berries come out and some of the other seasonal produce is more prevalent. 
but it can be a really good cost-effective option. It usually costs me around a dollar to a dollar fifty per mango. I think around a dollar a mango where I am in Texas at least tends to be a pretty good price for it. And you can get, a, depending on the size, about a cup worth of fruit out of it. So I find it a great option, and I'll talk about how to cut it up and everything like that. But it's it's great to include breakfast, lunch, snacks, anything. But some of the other options to not overlook, especially if it you know, mangoes are not on sale or they're more expensive where you are, or maybe your child you just know has a texture preference. Some other mango options that you may want to consider beyond just fresh mango would be frozen mango. You could, your child could eat it frozen. You could let it gently, or you know, kind of um, lightly thaw a little, and that can be kind of a nice texture, especially if you're, you know, have a teething baby or something like that. That could be really nice as well as things like dried mango and freeze-dried mango. I still remember when my kids were little and we bought a lot of those freeze-dried mangoes from Trader Joe's, you know, like their freeze-dried fruit section. Those were a huge hit. That just really light, airy, freeze-dried texture was huge with each, all three of my kids, really. And even now, they still enjoy it. I just don't buy them as often. But that can be a great option, especially if you're trying to kind of help include variety based on some of the qualifiers that you know your child has for their love it foods. So if they tend to not like slippery wet fruits like a fresh mango, you might want to consider something like, you know, do they enjoy frozen fruits or do they like freeze-dried fruits or that texture of, you know, kind of light, airy, and crisp? Or does your child like dried fruit? Dried mango is an awesome option just note that oftentimes it does have added sugar. So they have some just mango, I'm, I guess on a Trader Joe's kick here, but Trader Joe's has some awesome little snack packs, which is a really low cost commitment to trying out dried mangoes with your kids. It doesn't have the added sugar. You can buy the ones that say just mango. Look on the ingredients list. It'll have just mango, no added sugar. My kids have always really loved those too. Those can be a great shelf-stable, like non-perishable snack, especially as we get into the warmer months. If you want something that's just like easy to to like toss in a pool bag or, you know, for your kids to take to camp. But, but if you know your family might enjoy dried mango, we buy ours at Costco and I think it maybe comes in like a two or a three pound bag. It's a really large bag. They do have the sweetened mango with the added sugar and don't get me wrong, it's delicious. I just prefer the one without the added sugar Still very sweet, really enjoyable snack. My kids don't know any different, thankfully, so they really enjoy it. Again, it is going to be a snack that would not have the protein or the fat. It will have some of the fiber because it is the whole fruit. It's just been dried. Um, But otherwise, it's just going to be carbohydrates. Again, with that variety, you don't need to worry about the sugar content because there is no added sugar. It's all naturally occurring from the mango. So it's just natural sweetness and can just be a really great nutrient-dense carbohydrate option to add to your kids' snacks or you know alongside lunchboxes or wherever you might want to have it. That's one that I often will keep in my car because I know it's not going to spoil even in this Houston heat and things that we really already are getting come March. So those are all great options to consider, especially if you still feel a little intimidated buying a fresh mango. So once you bring it home and once you're looking at like, how do I peel it? How do I prepare it? How do I offer it to my kids? There's a variety of different ways that you can go about cutting a mango. So I'll just walk through a few of the ones that I've done. Truth be told, I would love to, I was looking at something the other day and thinking how I'm going to challenge myself 
soon to peel a mango like a flower. If you've never seen it, go Google it or YouTube it. It's like beautiful and it's amazing because mangoes are something that are enjoyed all over the world. And it's something that you can often find at little street carts and things like that in other countries. I've actually never seen one done that way here in the States, but I think it's just such a beautiful presentation. But assuming that you're wanting to start with a really simple way of going about it and you don't necessarily have any specialty tools like a mango splitter or something that, you know, is one of those little kitchen tools, really what you want to do is you want to find the pit. The pit is going to be a long, flat seed that basically runs the entire length of the mango almost almost from where you see the stem all the way down through the bottom. And it's going to be a really firm center to the fruit. So what you need to learn how to do is how to work around that pit when you go to peel and cut the mango. The way that I tend to find it easiest is to keep the peel on the mango and just run a knife down the sides past the seed. Very quickly, once you kind of have scored through the mango peel, you're going to notice if you're running parallel to the pit or if you're going to, you know, come right down on it and you're hitting it with the knife perpendicular to the pit. So you can't make a mistake. Just have at it. Try and find that pit. And then you'll see how you can just slice the knife down along the pit. So you basically get two halves of the mango and then you'll have the circumference of the mango around the stem that goes around the pit. There's still a lot of edible flesh right there. So as you get more comfortable with your knife skills and cutting a mango, there's still a lot of mango to be had right there around the pit. But for the purposes of right now, I'm going to just kind of walk you through what you can do when you have those two halves and getting the flesh out of the peel on those halves. So without breaking the skin, you can just go ahead and slice right through the flesh. So yeah, I need to start doing these as videos so y'all can see what I'm doing with my hands here. But I would be basically cupping, I'm right-handed, so I'd be cupping the mango in my left hand with the flesh side on my skin, or excuse me, the skin side on my skin and the flesh side would be up. Again, I'm I'm doing this not properly with uh, safe, nice skills because you obviously don't want to do it in your hand, but I'm just thinking if you were to hold the half of the mango, the half of the mango would, the skin would be on your skin and the flesh side would be up, if that's making sense. And then you would be scoring it with the knife. And so you could just slice it. You could also do cubes and kind of make a more of a checkerboard pattern on the flesh. And then you're going to scoop it out with, I usually find a spoon easiest, but again, depending on where your knife skills are and how comfortable you are with like a small paring knife, you can also just, you know, scoop through the inside and kind of cut out each of the slices or the, um, you know, the grid-like pattern that you might have cut. Another thing that I think is really fun and a much safer thing to do, especially if you want to get your kids involved and you don't want to worry about, you know, cutting or scoring the flesh and trying to scoop it out and things like that, is your child can use like a veggie peeler to peel the peel off of the mango and then you have the flesh exposed and you can slice it off in a way that's, you know, more visual. The challenge I have with that is I would definitely say let your child help with the peeling portion but just know that this is going to make it a really slippery fruit to hold on to when you go to cut it. So I find that more challenging to do because then holding on to the fruit is really slippery and that's not something I'm usually comfortable with having my kids do. But something I do love letting my kids do is you can use a glass, like just a circular glass. And once you have that half that I was talking about holding in your hand and having right there so 
you could, you know, score the flesh or however you want to do it. You can use the glass and basically if you were going to like scoop up a liquid with the glass, you'd just be scooping it into the flesh of the mango. So the peel will be going on the outside of the cup and the flesh of the mango would be going on the inside. And with that, it leaves you with basically half of the mango flesh right there inside the cup. So that can be kind of fun and a safe option as well if you want to incorporate that in the kitchen with kids. And then your child could, once the mango is like that, it has the flat base that's, you know, the side that was cut along the pit. That you can just put that flat side down, give your child a child safe knife and allow them to begin to cut it there. So that's usually what I'll do when my kids are involved. I'm not quite comfortable with them cutting inside the peel right now and then trying to get the flesh out. I feel more comfortable with them flipping the flesh over on a flat side, having the rounded side up once the peel has been removed and then them being able to cut it there. So it's at least a flat surface that they're cutting against. But all of those ways are really great ways to get a lot of the flesh out so then you can eat and enjoy it. And obviously we've talked about a lot of different ways that you can explore mangoes, whether it's be you're touching them at the store, you're smelling them, you're looking for, you know, different signs that it's ripe or not, and then interacting with it and touching it and cutting it and smelling it and tasting it. All of these things are valuable parts of the learning to like foods process and what is often called as the steps to eating. Steps to eating is not as simple as here's a new food, a child eats it. That is rarely the case, especially with kids who are more apprehensive or just a little bit more timid with trying new foods. So if you have never bought a mango or any mango type product, I hope that March will be the month that you feel excited about, encouraged, and equipped to go to the store, pick a mango product that you can expose your kid to. Because again, this isn't just about the mango. This isn't just about the food. This is about the attitude and the posture of our hearts as we approach new foods and exposing our kids to those new foods. So I would love to see if you go shopping for mangoes, how the picking process goes for you, how the exploration and offering at home process goes for you. And of course, if and how much you and your kids also enjoy mangoes the way that I know my kids and I do. So please be sure to tag me on social media. If you do this, if you try a mango this month, I would just love to see it. I would love to see that these episodes are encouraging you to take action. And as always, I'm excited for the opportunity to cheer you on in this process of learning to like new foods.